Hey, you like making money, right? Here's a really cool opportunity I had to share with you. Driving with Uber. Uber's that popular smartphone app that connects riders with drivers. I take an Uber a bunch. I love them. And in chatting with the different drivers, some of them have really interesting stories as to why they drive with Uber. Like... They love being their own boss. They earn great money. It's easy to start. You just need a car and a license. Driving with Uber is great for anybody who needs flexibility. Like parents, this is a really easy way to work around your family schedule. Students, you can make extra money in between classes. Now's the prime time to cash in on driving with Uber. You'll thank me for telling you how to get paid every week. I could be getting in your car right now with Uber. Okay, you got a car and a license? Put them to work for you and start earning serious, life-changing money today. Sign up to drive with Uber. Visit drivewithuber.com. That's drive with U B E R dot com. Drivewithuber.com. This is Gilbert Gottfried, and I'm here with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre, and this is Gilbert and Frank's amazing Colossal Obsessions. I love the way you say that. Yes. I think we need a theme song, a separate theme song oh, for, this, for this show. What do you we, think? We never got a theme song. No, no. This. Maybe get Paul Schaefer or somebody to cook us oh, something up. That, an original composition. Yeah. We'll that work on that. Maybe we'll put it out to our listeners. Yes. And see if anybody wants to come up with a, uh, a theme song for the amazing and, Colossal. And while you're coming up with a oh. theme song. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know where this is. A new co-host. <laughs> I know where this is going. Any recommendation. <laughs> I don't care if he's ever worked in radio before. How about Omar Sharif? <laughs> <laughs> is he, he's out, right? <laughs> Cross Omar off the list. <laughs> Believe me, I'd prefer him. <laughs> oh, so what do we got this week? Okay, who wants to go first? You go first. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, I pick, and it's it's funny because we were talking to uh, Max Bayer Jr. Yes, we were. Whose father was, of course, the great prize fighter. A Jew prize fighter, I should that's say. That's right. That's right. He was well Jewish on his father's side. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If that counts. Yeah. And um, he, uh, well, he and he boxed with a, a star of David on his trunk. That's right. Right. And beat Max Schmeling. Correct. Which Hitler's we talked about. Boy. And but his father, uh, Max. Yeah, Max Bayer appeared in this movie, basically playing himself. Um, and the movie was Humphrey Bogart's last film, 
and it was called The Harder They Fall. Mm-hmm. And it was written by Bud Schulberg. Oh, yeah, Bud Schulberg. Yeah, who, who of course, wrote... Uh, well, Requiem for Heavyweight and, yes. right, and On the Waterfront. Yeah. Right. And, um, it's, yeah, it's Bogart's last Rod Steiger is in it. And so it shows a weird mixing of old Hollywood and then actors like Rod Steiger, who were the new Hollywood, mm-hmm. the method actors. And I, I always wondered, like, how the two of their styles clashed. But it was a very interesting film. Um, Bogard was, it's, since it was his last film, he was dying. Yeah, he was sickly, time. was yeah. It? yeah. He had throat cancer. And um, he, so he, there were points where he couldn't be understood. And the great voiceover artist, uh, Paul Freese. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Lo- who, did some, some looping. Yeah. yeah. He was the voice of Boris Batinoff. <laughs> as well as a million yeah, other Paul Freeze, look him up. Cartoons. He was also he was also the Cyclops in the Cyclops right. with Lon Chaney. Right. <laughs> right. I think that came up during our anniversary episode. <laughs> and so he was a he was called a man of a thousand voices before Mel Blanc. Yeah, yeah, he was a great voice. And so he was dubbing in. He would do a Humphrey Bogart imitation. For the parts of the movie where you couldn't make out I never knew that. voice. Yeah. I never knew that. It's like when Anthony Hopkins was called into loop, I think it was Olivier. Anth- yeah, yeah. yeah. And when they re-released Spartacus. Yeah. Yeah. And what's and, the picture about? And uh, Oh, it's about an hour and a half. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Remember to tip your waitresses. <laughs> Bogart's a sports writer. Yeah. It's basically um, like... Like on the the story of this Primo Carnera. Right, who we talked about with Max. Yeah. Who, who Max Bear won the heavyweight title from. Yeah, and I think Primo Carnera was basically, uh, I could have beat him in a fight. He was one of those kind of fighters. And the the mob owned him. You mean he was uh, like a like a palooka? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yes. A bum. As <laughs> like like Jerry yeah. Cooney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the mob owned him. Correct. And they used to have him like either win or take a dive. Right. Uh, they would. Uh, and so Bogart gets involved with Rod Steiger, who's the head gangster. Right. And uh, he starts to find out how they're using and abusing this fighter uh, that they have uh, and how he gets no money. He gets totally screwed on everything. And, um, oh, uh, the great character actor, um, uh, what? Oh, uh, oh, geez. Give me a hint. What was he in? Oh, geez, that's the problem. He's uh, in this. Aldo Ray. Nehemiah Persoff. Oh, Nehemiah Persoff. Yeah. He's in it, and he plays Leo, mm-hmm. the accountant. Mm-hmm. And, and when uh, Steiger's asking, how come uh, all this money isn't going to the fighter? He goes, well, you'll have to ask Leo that, but don't argue with Leo. He's never wrong. Ooh, I like it. I like your Steiger. It's a little like your Olivier. Yes. <laughs> Nehemiah Persoff. And, and I remember Steiger has a great part where 
And, you know, Bogut goes, well, you know, uh, I'll print this. It'll be in all the papers. The people will find out. And Steiger goes, oh, the people, the people, the little people who drink beer and fall asleep in front of their television sets. That's good. <laughs> that so, is, I never heard you do Rod Steiger in all the time we've been doing this. It's, it's well worth it. The harder they fall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To see this movie. And was we were talking to Max Bear Jr. about his father. His father had a lot of roles. His father yeah. did, did a fair amount of acting. He and, had an onion roll, <laughs> a cinnamon and roll. And he would work no. with a guy named Slapsy Maxie Rosenblum, yes. Right? Yes. who we didn't get to mention. And, and I remember every comedian on TV when I was growing up, right. if they would play, do a joke with a punch drunk fighter, right. it was basically Slapsy Maxie. Yeah. Yeah. They would always talk like that. Does he show yeah. up in the movie? Slapsy Maxie? Or is he it just... might. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think he definitely shows up in Requiem for a Heavyweight. Right, okay. But, uh, yeah, no, he's... But, and, and also, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those films that's very depressing. I haven't seen it. I yeah. know. I know of it. I've read about it. I've oh, actually and another never great it. character actor who I wish we could have interviewed. Who's that? Uh, Edward Andrews. Oh, Edward Andrews. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was in a lot of stuff. Yeah. And yeah. most people would remember him as the uncle in Sixteen Candles. Edward Andrews. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. He but was a, loads of things. Yeah. He was. In, he was like. He was kind of like James Caron. He had one of those careers that yes. just went on yes. and on and on. You couldn't name a movie he was in. You couldn't name him, but right. you said, that was that guy. Right. Yeah. And speaking of Slapsy Maxie Rosenblum, I think he's referenced in a Honeymooners episode. Oh, in the, yes. In, in, the, in the TV. Yeah. Where they buy the TV and, and, uh, and, and Ralph and Ed are trying to decide what to watch, and Ralph's going through the TV guide. <laughs> and he says, Slapsy Maxie, and Ro- Slapsy Maxie Rosenblum versus Kingfish Levinsky. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember this? <laughs> And, and Norton wants to watch Captain Video. Oh, yes. I think I misspoke. I think, and Dara just passed out. Dara, I think I misspoke. I think that Rod Serling may have written Requiem for Heavyweight. Yes. So I said Bud Schulberg. So Official I, Space Helmet on <laughs> Captain Video. <laughs> My movie is one that you know, and I'm going to steal your favorite director this yes. week. So I'm, uh, you've been talking about Sidney Lumet yes. in previous weeks. We talked about Bye Bye Braverman. Uh, the pawnbroker. The pawnbroker. We uh, talked about a couple of things. Oh, oh uh, the Prince of the City. Right. Those are three that you picked. Yeah. And uh, I watched one last night, uh, The Verdict, which yes. is just a terrific movie from the 80s with Paul Newman in a major role. I talked about Paul Newman in two previous picks. I picked The Hudsucker Proxy and Road to Perdition, but those were both small Paul Newman roles. This was a starring role. And, and it's important to remember that because you don't remember Newman's Jewish. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you don't want to change the title of these shows going forward? And also in the verdict, <laughs> in the verdict he plays an Irishman from Boston, and, and it's got one of my co-stars from probably Jack Ch- Warden. Jack Warden, right, also uh, Irish Jewish. Really, Jack Warden. <laughs> And I'll tell you else who turns up. Edward Bins. Oh my God! Turns yes. up in the verdict playing the the uh, the, the Cardinal. Edward Bins was in Night Moves with Gene Hackman. That that's I recommend. R- but he was all. That's right. But he was also juror number six to Jack Warden's juror number seven in Twelve Angry Men. Oh my God! 
God, yes. So there you go. He was the was he the advertising exec? I think so. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. It wasn't Robert Weber. Oh, it could have been Robert, Robert, Robert Weber. Weber was the wasn't the who was a he? favorite. Oh, Blake Edwards. Blake Edwards. That's yeah. right, because he's because he's the gay songwriter in Ten. Oh yes. Yeah, we love Robert Weber too. So uh, a little bit about the verdict. I mean, uh, Newman's great. He plays a drunk Boston lawyer who's got one last shot. It's a redemption story. Yeah. Uh, one last shot at, at at making a name for himself, and uh, he's uh, it's a malpractice suit uh, and. Uh, it's a terrific film. I don't want to give too much of it away. There's, there's, there's so much to like about it. I watched it with my wife last night, and she said, you know, it really takes its time getting to where it's going. It's long. Yeah. And it's deliberate. It's, it's just like a great three-act play written by a playwright, um, David Mamet. Uh, a smart film, this you'll find interesting, uh, that everybody was attached to this film when, when uh, Richard Zanuck and David Brown bought the rights to the novel Supposedly, Frank Sinatra offered to play the part of Frank Galvin for no money. Oh, wow. Now, I don't know if this is true, so we'll do a little deep research into it. But everybody was attached to it. Uh, uh, Roy Scheider wanted to do it. Dustin Hoffman wanted to do it. Robert Redford had it for a while. Sidney Pollack was going to do it. Arthur Hiller was going to do it. It was one of these movies that had a journey and wound up with Lumet and Paul Newman. And as the villain playing the Prince of Fucking Darkness, to oh, quote yes. Jack Warden, J- uh, James Mason. Oh, yes. Yeah. James Mason was great in that. In one of his last films, because he died two years later. And I think, was that yet another film? Like, I know uh, Heaven Can Wait. Mm-hmm. They originally wanted Cary Grant, I think. Cary Grant was supposedly discussed for this. Yeah. According to what I found on IMDb, but it's a little... He died, I think, I think he was dead by 86. And that made it difficult. Well, (laughs) this was 82, and I can't imagine that, that, and Grant wasn't acting, hadn't acted since the 60s. So I don't know if that's true. Uh, Charlotte Rampling turns up. Oh, and Milo O'Shea. And Milo O'Shea's great. He's the evil judge. As the corrupt judge. Um, I don't want to give the, too much of the plot away. Um, sadly, uh, Newman, who's great in the role, lost the best actor to Ben Kingsley that year. Um, and Hoffman was uh, also lost, played uh, starred in Tootsie that year. They oh. both lost to Ben Kingsley. Um, a smart film, uh, 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 just, just a, uh, an absorbing film that you actually can't pull yourself away from. Dustin Hoffman and Ben Kingsley are Jewish. They- <laughs> And that's important to know. <laughs> and Jack Warden, what? Half a Jew? Yeah, half a Jew. I understand Milo O'Shea, Milo also O'Shea. Jewish. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> he was circumcised. Right, by, way of, by way of County Cork. He wouldn't work on Saturdays. <laughs> and they had a oh, close production because it was Yom Kippur and Milo Didn't O'Shea know that. refused to work. <laughs> I want you to know how many podcasts in the world, and there were, what are there now, Dara? Six, seven, ten, thousands of podcasts? How many podcasts? Are there any podcasts that mention both James Mason and Slapsy Maxie Rosenblum? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a punch drunk fighter. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead, punch me in the face. Now, now, I think Slapsy Maxie. Yeah, was in the Monsters. Yeah, but yeah. wasn't he also. In a movie that was very similar, it was basically almost like a ripoff, trying to be like uh, Arsenic and Old Lace Ooh. with 
Boris Karloff and Peter Lorre. Oh, my God. I got to look that one up. It was... Uh, With Slapsy Maxie yeah, in the Raymond Massey I part? Think, or in the, I think uh, uh, the Slapsy Maxie was in it. Yeah. But it was like playing up, like people killing people as right. a comedy. right. Oh, God, they used to show that on TV. We'll, we'll Google it after yeah. we record this. Slapsy Maxie was probably getting the parts Mike Mazurki turned down. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Another name you can look up. <laughs> I remember him in The Munsters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he, would, he always played the punch-drunk fighter or yeah. the palooka or the bank robber or the guy that was basically, you know, because Max Bear died young yeah. and Slapsy Maxie got his parts. Yeah. <laughs> so so th- this the, week. The two movies are... Uh, my pick was um, The Harder They Fall with uh, the great Humphrey Bogart and Rod Steiger about the fight racket. And your film, of course. The Verdict. Yeah, and we'll keep bringing up, I think Sidney Lumet's going to keep coming back. And this is interesting because this is one of the Sidney Lumet films not in New York. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Set in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. But a terrific film, and Newman was never better. So see them. See this one, and I will actually watch The Harder They Fall. You know, after uh, Problem Child came out, the reviews were, Gilbert Gottfried's never been better. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that was in the street news, yes, right? Yes. <laughs> that review. He's certainly <laughs> never been better. Uh, we've seen everything else he's done. And we can assure you, he's never been better. They call you a, they call you a young Edward Bins? Yes. <laughs> if you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny. And I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.